Okay, guys, welcome to Impact is Greater Than Influence Unplugged. This is your host, Rodney Waits. I'm excited if you're here. If you heard me give this a different intro than usual, then you know if this is on my podcast or if this is something you're watching on YouTube, this is something I do outside of the radio show podcast, and it's with guests every single time. And I've got an amazing guest today. She's a mother of three children. She's a wife, and she is a constant inspiration on Facebook and everything else. Friend of mine, Victoria, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm extremely grateful for this opportunity. I really am. I really appreciate it. I'm I'm happy to even hear you say that. It's so funny because I didn't even know I would do this like three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. And when I say this, I'm like alluding to everything, like build a yeah. brand, learn business stuff. So when people say they're grateful for the opportunity, I remember being like, wow, I felt like that at once. So it's like, it's a constant loop of just sharing everything that we know. So thanks for saying that. I'm just yeah, as happy absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, let's start this off the right way and tell everyone and you, namely, why you're here. I said in before in the edification that you've been an inspiration. I have been called the same, but I can tell you the reason that I admire yours much more. And it's because you're a mom. It's because you have so much going on. And you're also a business owner. You've been such a constant support of not only the Impact is Greater Than Influence brand, but everything I've done in real estate, all the stuff I post just to get people kind of out of their shell. And I have to tell you, you don't come by people like yourself often. So just thanks. Yeah. Thanks for being you. And give us all a little bit of insight about what does it look like in the life of Victoria King? Crazy. (laughs) Absolutely crazy. It is nonstop. It's over hurtling chaos on the daily, honestly. Um, trying to really settle that down and, you know, become more disciplined and build that routine and the consistency. And honestly, I'm too stubborn to give up. So Mm. I, that drives me. That drives me. I know what I want and I'm going to go after it with everything I have. Zero or a hundred. There's no 50. And that, that can, that hurts me sometimes just as much as it helps me because I don't take breaks. I don't reset sometimes. And that, that does cause conflict for me. But you know what? Every time that I do get in those low points, it's a platform for me to learn how to do it better the next time around. And I think if we, if we think about things intentionally like that, like how can I use this dull moment to do better later? How can I take something from this? Because I don't like thinking of anything being done in vain. I really don't. Everything has a meaning to me. And it drives me. It just really drives me. I have, like you said, I have three kids. They definitely keep me on my toes. Uh, My youngest is Hunter. He's five. My daughter uh, is eight, going on 17. And my oldest, Jackson, is nine, going on 25. It's so funny. I get that. It's so funny because they're different. Their their little personalities are so different. And all I can think is like, you know what? I know my oldest. He's going to be a great dad one day because of the way he's always so parental and bossy with his siblings. And I'm always like having to be like, you're not the parent. You're not the dad. Step back. And then uh, my husband and I have our own business. We've been in business for a little over a year now. And He's been doing this line of work for about six years, and we have our own business. It's called King's Transportation LLC, and we are a black car chauffeur company in the Nashville area. And um, it's it's a really cool job because you get to meet so many different people. And it's amazing the stories that you can hear on a 10-minute car ride, you know? And it's like, wow, some of these people that I've given a ride to are are impactful in that 10 minutes. And it's just like... 
you know, you really have a moment of connection and it's almost like, I wish I could know you more. I wish I could hear more of what you have to say and more of your story. And it's just really cool how many people out there, they all have their deep stories too, you know? And I just really have a heart for that. I want to hear those. I want to help those. It can be sometimes to our demise, right? Like I've, yes. I've got the same heart like you do, but at times, like we were talking about before we started this, you need some type of mental health break. You need some kind of like release or some type of, you know, rest and reflection. What does that, what does that look like for you? Like, how do you do that? Especially as a mom. As a mom, the the most realistic rest and reflection for me are car rides by myself with the windows down and the sunroof open and I'm jamming to my favorite songs. I've got a system in my truck, so I like it loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, I like to feel it. You know what I mean? I feel it in every bone in my body. And music just really speaks to me. But not only that, it's in those moments that I find so much gratitude because the day might be beautiful or it might be rainy, but I appreciate it all. And those moments lead me into just long conversations with God. And I will find this, like, I've been jamming this whole time, but I'll turn my music down and I'm just talking to God the whole time. I give so much praise and so much thanks. And I'm just like overwhelmed with this joy. And that is a good moment of reset for me. Other than that, like my calm down, I don't do the sedentary sit down on the couch and watch TV. My mind doesn't let me. I'm like, "Mm, let me find a basket of laundry somewhere to be folding. I could be doing that while I'm I'm watching this show, you know, or wait a minute, let's pause or, or the kids will be in and out so much that you have to pause the show. It'll take me three hours to watch a 30 minute episode. I just don't even try to bother with that. But what I do enjoy is being outside. I love being in nature, grounding myself. I love to be barefoot in nature. I like to feel the mud squish between my toes. I love going creek stomping, looking for geodes. I feel like when we look for the beauty in life, we're going to find it. And what better way to look for the beauty than to be in nature where you're surrounded by it, whether it's the animals or the trees or just the sound of the wind blowing through the leaves, like all of that stuff brings me so much joy. And that's the things that I really want to teach my children how to really enjoy in this technologically advanced life that we now live. I need to teach them how to step back and rest and reset because I don't want them burning out like I feel like I do so much. So it's a learning process for me at the same time that I'm trying to teach them. I love that. Yeah, you don't want to burn out. And if you can give them some type of insight on how to prevent it without even making them experience it, that's powerful. So would you say like a lot of people call it their why, a lot of people call it their reason for, you know, being in everyday's activities. Would you say that's your children? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. My children, they drive, they fuel everything that I do because I look around and see so many hurting people that I don't think they realize the potential that they truly have inside of them. They don't believe in themselves. They don't have that love for themselves or that respect for themselves or the hope even. Maybe they've never been taught that. And I'm really trying hard to teach my children to innately have those things through my actions and through my time that I spend with them, the things that I want to show to them. And sometimes it's hard because sometimes I don't even feel capable. You know, there's times when I feel on the lesser side of that, but I don't want them to grow up. My biggest thing for them is I don't want them to grow up with these wounds that they are going to have to spend years of their adult life learning how to heal from before they can 
understand and realize the potential that they have inside themselves, the power, you know. So I'm really trying to teach my children an empowering lifestyle, you know, and I have to be that to teach that. So I'm trying. (laughs) Don't worry. Like I said, and have said many a times, it's a process, right? It is, like, absolutely. And it's hard to remind ourselves of that constantly because we oh hold ourselves to such high standards. Yes, yes. Yeah. Where would you think that people could actually listen to this and see this possible for themselves? Where would you think they might be halted from doing this? Like, have you yourself seen things like this before and been like, I want to feel like that, but my situation's different. Like for those people that need to be inspired, for those people that you see more of what they could be capability wise, then they can even see, what do you say to those people? You know, I've been there. I've been there in, in the depths of despair in those moments that you feel like the weight of life is crushing you to the point that you can't even catch a breath. I've been there and you don't know, you don't know what's coming next. We don't ever know what's coming next. Nobody does. Anything can happen at any given moment that can change the trajectory of our lives. And I I feel like for me personally, I rely on my faith. You know, I had somebody tell me once that God doesn't promise us a smooth ride, but he promises us a safe landing. We're going to have our trials and tribulations, but what are we going to do with those to make things better for us later? Mm-hmm. And another thing is like, you know, sometimes people aren't ready to hear the message. Sometimes people are not ready to receive the message. But the thing is, is you tell them the message anyways, because you're planting a seed that it might take some time. But eventually that seed might grow when that time is ready for that message to be received. I fully believe that. And there's been so many times that I know somebody's planted a seed in me that it was like, you know, I didn't take so much thought to that before, but here I am in this situation now, and I've been awakened to certain things that it's like, it makes a lot more sense now. Sometimes things have to go through their cycle and come back full circle before you really get the impact of a message. And then you're like, I'm really glad that I had that message when I did, because at that time I might not have used it, but now there it is. And this is the key to what I needed to know right now. So have you always thought this way or what actually was your turning point? Where in your story was there a chapter where you were like, no looking back, enough's enough. I'm ready to move forward. I'm going to take upon myself all of the complete ownership that's required of me. And I'm going to become the best version of myself. 2014. 2014 was my year. (laughs) It was a very hard year. Um, Actually, at that point in time, was faced with a situation. My daughter at that time was just born and she was probably four months old, maybe. Um, My oldest was probably 18 months old and I had to leave a dangerous situation and become a single mother and start from scratch. And I was terrified. I was terrified. I was just opening up to God. Like I didn't believe before that. I was like, God, if you are real, if you are real, help me. And let me tell you the peace that washed over me. It is unexplainable. And that little nugget added along with another opportunity that presented another little nugget. And then next thing I know, I've got a bucket of little nuggets of faith that have built up. And it's like, wow, you know what? Ever since I opened the door and allowed you in to help me, you have done nothing but help me. You've done nothing but move me forward out of this in ways that I never saw, you know, I never would have seen myself here now. And when I became a single mom, I moved home with my mom 
I didn't have a job. I didn't have a car. I didn't have money. Like I had a car, but it, it wasn't worth talking about. And it wasn't even in my possession. So I didn't really have a car. I had to really start over. And I felt, and I took the responsibility and the ownership for the fact that I felt like it was me and my kids against the world. Like I couldn't rely on anybody else to do the things for myself and my children that I knew needed to be done. And that was raising them right, taking care of them. You know, I knew I, I took that on as my own whole identity. And I was nothing but a mom for years. So my mom was very gracious and, and she's always been my rock. My mom has always been my rock. I thank her so much for who I am now. And I know that I've learned my servanthood from other. And I see it more as an adult than I ever did before as a teen or as a kid or anything. So um, I just, I felt like I learned, for one, I became obsessed with survivalism. Anything, you know, if we're out in the woods, mama's going to take care of us because I learned how to fish or I learned how to skin a deer or something like that, you know, which I haven't learned yet, but that's in the process. But I'm just saying, like, I don't want to ever have to be stuck in a vulnerable position again that I have to rely on somebody else to give me what I need when I can when I can learn how to do it myself and make sure we never lack in that position. So that was a huge turning point for me. And and I was not somebody who used their voice a lot at that time. I, I was a lot more meek, to be honest. And I used to pray for boldness. I prayed for boldness all the time. Let me be able to speak the words that I need to say. Let Please help me be bold enough to not hold back when something needs to be done or said because I'm worried about what others are going to think or how others are going to feel, whatever it might be. So God gave me boldness through self-love. Mm. And, and I'm taking that self-love and I'm trying to teach my children self-love because I think that is the most important aspect to growing up and knowing that you are capable of doing anything in this life if you love yourself enough to give it to yourself. Isn't it a vicious cycle that we put through because of the fact that other people who perhaps raised us, who perhaps were an influence on us, if they didn't have that self-love that you were just explaining was a large crucial component to your success and to your story, it's no wonder that so many people have been scarred It makes sense that so many people's stories have just been tainted by all of that delusional behavior because they didn't know any better, right? Because maybe there was something that held them back. And I'm I'm just so grateful that you shared your story and glimpses of that that can hopefully empower somebody else because I've been there too. I know you probably heard a lot of the podcasts and stuff I've done, but I know that to be true. I know you have to love yourself and you have to look at yourself with grace, just like God looks at you, gives you grace. And you have to be willing to face that man or woman in the mirror and say, I know you're not perfect. I know the world's showing you all these people that seem like they have perfection that is really, you know, a part of their life, but we all have to learn to love ourselves. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I will tell you that there is something you've said multiple times, and you said it in specifically in a moment when you're in the middle of the story. And you said, at that time, I was just a mom, or that time I was just a mother. It's so amazing to me. Number one, I I live with the most beautiful woman who is a mother, right? And she is so powerful when it comes to so many things that a woman has to do. 
I have to tell you because you probably don't hear it enough. Being just a mom is like 14 of the jobs that I could ever go plan to do. Being just a mom is the largest form of contribution to the entire world. I believe it. I absolutely it agree. And, and and I want you to tell moms that are listening to this, women business owners, or maybe just women leaders, what is it you do to constantly remind yourself that when you are not meeting that level of where your mental blueprint says you should be, what are you doing to regulate with that? What are you doing to help yourself understand grace? I have to deal with it. Yeah. I have to feel what I am feeling, but I cannot let it take me captive. And I have to feel what I'm feeling. And I think that that's one of the things that sometimes we know all the things that we have to do. Like a mom's mind does not stop. You know, it's like, well, this still has to be done and that still has to be done. And we have to get ready for that and blah, 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 blah. But we also have to recognize, too, that we are a person mm. as well as a mom. We have an identity that is not just mom. And some of us have to rediscover that. And I feel like the way to do that is to really sit with those feelings. And and those feelings hurt and they suck. They suck. But it's like that's the only that you the only way through it is through it. Mm-hmm. You have to go through it. But once you do, you feel what you're feeling and then you let that go. Like I give it to God. I'm like, God, I'm feeling like this. I don't feel qualified. I don't feel worthy sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, please remind me. Right. And it's amazing how that peace comes back. That peace that surpasses all understanding comes back to you because you're A, asking for it. You know you need it. And you allow it yourself to be receptive of it. Mm-hmm. We have to stop sometimes and just really be present in everything, in the good, the bad, the ugly. And that's the only way we're going to get through that. For, for moms out there, we're hard on ourselves. We are harder on ourselves than probably anybody is ever going to be hard on us. We have high expectations. We have, a, like you said, being a mom has so many jobs entailed to it. It can be very overwhelming. And I know I feel that overwhelmingness a lot. I've been feeling that overwhelmingness the last several days. Yeah. Honestly, you know, and that's, and if we let it, it will drag us down. But the thing is, is moms, we're going to rise above. We're going to get through it. We're going to get over it because that's who we are. And we're going to raise our children to get through it and get over it. And we have to teach them how to deal with those feelings. Right. If we run from pain, if we run from the hard things, if we suppress it, if we don't pay attention to those feelings that we're feeling and we don't ever give them notice, they're not going to go anywhere except for within us deeper and deeper. They're going to come out and lash out in our relationships with those around us. They're going to lash out in, in, in ways that we carry ourselves. We have to let it go as it comes. Feel it, let it go. And in order that you do that, it's like a, it's like you said, it's a process. Yeah. Practice it. The more you practice it, the better you get at it. You know, and soon enough, you find yourself getting over things quicker. You find yourself bouncing back. Mamas, we got to bounce back from whatever life throws at us. We have a creator who is there to always have our back if you yeah. allow him to. I love that. Amen. And I'll tell you this, guys that are listening that are responsible for sometimes or feel responsible sometimes for the mama's happiness, let them feel it because I am terrible at that. Wanting to be a motivator and a constant man of inspiration, I sometimes don't allow 
Megan to feel what she feels. Because to me, I do better to actually let it sit for a minute, boom, move forward and go jump into a hundred activities. Sometimes you just have to let people feel things. Sometimes there's no words. There's just what you can actually let them feel. So I love that you said that. Well, like I mentioned in the very beginning and for our last four minutes here, I want to really just encapsulate that support that you've been really giving the brand and me. And I want to say thank you. But in order to really understand something from your perspective and the way that you've been looking at what we're doing here in this movement of trying to get more people to see that the lasting effect of how you treat others and the lasting impact you leave on others is what's most important. What does impact is greater than influence mean to you? For me, you know, you can influence somebody. You can you can give somebody something to think about. But what are you going to give somebody to act about? When you have impacted somebody, that's something that's deep. Influence is a little more superficial to me. I feel like, yeah, you can influence this person, but are you really are you really doing a heart change for them? Are you really helping to initiate a heart change? But impact is going above and beyond. It's going deeper. It's initiating something in someone that's like, you know what? Wow, there really are kind people out there. There really are people out there who will help you out and don't want anything in return. There's also really people out there who want to see me successful and happy, and they don't even know me. There's really those people out there, and I feel like when we can give somebody that lasting impression that they take and turn and return the favor onward, that is impact. And that is a chain reaction that is going to change our entire world if we continuously be intentional with that. Wow. That's perfect. I love seeing this resonate with so many people and at such a high level because everything that we've been taught in this world that's technologically advancing so fast and so many things emotionally that have happened to people as a result of feeling inadequacy and feeling like they're not significant and loved I just love being able to stand together in this one message. So thank you for being a big part of helping you spread it. Yes. Well, I'm thankful that you are here. I'm going to make sure that people can have a place to find you. And I will definitely have more times where I can hopefully give anything and provide anything to you. And I just, I can't thank you enough again, because this is the beginning of something that's much bigger than us. And that's when you know it's going to leave an impact is when it's not all about you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When we can shift that focus off of ourselves and onto others, life changes. changes. You know, it really does. I love it. Well, thank you. Where can everybody find you? Uh, If you want them to be constantly motivated by your gym pictures or any inspirational <laughs> posts. You want them to follow yeah, you on Facebook? I'm, Facebook? Yeah, come follow me on Facebook, Victoria King. I've probably got a really cheesy picture going on, glasses and a smile, lipstick. That's me. That's perfect. Well, thank you for being <laughs> who you are. And thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. You're welcome. Have a fantastic day. Thanks. You too.